Hi and welcome to another episode, the penultimate episode of season two of the Crazy X Club, the podcast all about healing and rebuilding after relationship breakup or general heartache. How are you doing guys? You okay? Excellent. Um, so this week I spoke to streamer Reese Young, um, who was also quite young um, in comparison to me. I sounded so much like Alan Partridge, <laughs> but never mind. We're running with it. It's all good. Um, again, a really great uh, sort of chat, and it was really interesting for me to talk to somebody quite a lot younger than myself. Um, I might have made reference to this a couple of times in the episode, but I loved getting his perspective, and it's this kind of thing of so in comparison to me, young in years, but such a wise head um, on his shoulders and such a mature attitude to the breakup that he talks about going through. Um, so yeah, enjoy this one, guys, and I'll see you the other side. Tara a bit. Hey, crazy exes. So we're here again. It's another interview time. It's 9pm on an evening. So that must mean that I'm talking to somebody for the podcast. And um, today I have got, well, he's told me to say my favourite streamer, um, Reese Young, which he totally is. But if Ian Lee or Catherine Boyle from The Late Night Alternative are listening to this, you're my favourites, guys. I'm not cheating on you, I promise. Um, Reese, how are you? I'm doing good, and to the people she just mentioned, she is definitely cheating on you. <laughs> oh no! I am now the ultimate. There can be only one. Um, well, we will definitely put um, details of. Uh, we'll get onto streaming, and we'll get links and stuff into the to the episode. And I will write my apology letter to the late night alternative, who I've got sworn kind of dedication to but um so Reese, you know what this podcast is all about it's all about stories about healing um from breakup and heartache and you have bravely sort of said i'll come on and chat to you about something so we're straight in Reese. what story do you want to share with us yeah so um i'm gonna share the story of how my five-year relationship came to an end the day before lockdown Ooh. yeah so um me and uh my ex uh we had been dating since i was 16 and she was 17 i'm so I relieved think. i thought you were gonna say seven you paused <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh, no. and she was seven this is a story about how i'm in jail by the way yeah. <laughs> i did wonder the bars <laughs> sorry apologies <laughs> carry on this call is coming to you from bar lenny prison <laughs> <laughs> oh yes let's call it um, cereal <laughs> no sorry <laughs> um but yeah so we we started dating from a very early age um and you know when when you're that age you you don't fully know yourself and you've I, I don't want to say naive but i can't think of a better word uh, it's of just like i i like you know starting off we 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 thought we were going to be together forever um uh fast forward 5 years um and she gives me a call being like, hey, we need to talk. And so I drive over at hers and she tells me 
that she has feelings for someone else. Hmm. Um, that then turned out to be my best friend at the time, who, um, let's just say, didn't do some best friendy things. Hmm. Um, and that was, and then we we ended the relationship uh, the day before lockdown. And yeah, that that was a that, that, that there's the short version of it. There was um a lot of detail as to why because yeah, like um when I when I look back on it the, the relationship had to end it did it like we could have sat there and pretended it was a good relationship it wasn't it was an mm. awful relationship um both of our lives basically kind of became about each other and because of that I had cut out all my friends she had cut out a lot of her friends um and basically we had our friends and that was and at the same time we were, we were both dealing with incredible mental health issues that were just feeding the mm-hmm. anxiety and the guilt and and everything and you know I'm well it was it's been a year and three months since we split and it's that year and a bit has been a real real journey for me is this a bg show yeah yeah see how, see how you go you fine I'm, I'm scottish there will be a swear word somewhere <laughs> that's fine um but yeah um it, it it's really weird when i look back thinking about like how I see some of my friends treated their years, like from the age 16 to 22, um, how they kind of treated their, well, I was 21 at the time we broke up, but um, how we treated our our lives. Like most, some of my friends that age were, you know, going out, having a holiday. Do you remember holidays? Do you remember when they were? <laughs> no. Um, going out in groups of five to a nightclub wow with no masks um yeah um whereas uh mine was um like staying indoors lying in my bed not even really watching anything it was just like lying there um but yeah there's there's a lot of detail that goes like into relationship probably what happened why it didn't work and all that mm-hmm. um like, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest uh two years in a relationship I was unfaithful I've I'll I'll admit to that why did I do it I was selfish there we go um and uh you know that that definitely didn't help with um any of our anxiety um because well I can't speak for her but I'm guessing she spent the next three years of is he going to do it again is he going to leave me and I spent the last the next three years trying to prove that I wasn't the bad guy. Hmm. And from what I've learned over lockdown is the more you're anxious about something, guess what's going to happen? The thing you're anxious about. Um, so kind of going to that, we ended up kind of playing this kind of trope of I was the bad guy and she was the victim. Um, whether we noticed it or not, well, we clearly didn't notice it because if someone said that like no that's not the case you know da, da, da. 
But when I look back again, I believe that I was at fault for everything. She'd sneeze and hit her head, then I'd believe it was my fault. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. Um, I'll give I'll give a shout out to my therapist, Liz. After after the breakup, I went and sought therapy, and I, I was in a very lucky position that I could afford private. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, like, I understand a lot of people aren't in that position, and not only that, she, she's excellent. Um, my therapist is really good. Um, and I, I basically spent most of lockdown after the breakup focusing on myself, kind of, because I, I came out the relationship not knowing who, who the fuck I was. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone asked me, "Oh, who are you?" I'd be like, uh, um, "I love lamp." Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um. It was that, that that's just kind of like the, the the stage it was at. So going through rediscovering my worth, rediscovering my love and interest for things, um, rediscovering kind of just who I was, um, really helped. And I'm actually along after after the breakup, it was really interesting because um a lot of people who we dubbed our friends never spoke to me again. Mm-hmm. There were some that like the day it happened, I was unfriended, blocked the lot. And there were some of these people that I'd helped through family member deaths. There were some people I've helped move, you know, and, you know, I'm like, okay, that is <laughs> clearly picked a side here. Yeah, even though I, I, I never wanted it to be that. And I don't know if she wanted it to be that, either, but people are people. They can, you know, what they do is what they do. Uh, and it it was interesting to see who actually kind of reached out to me Mm. which was kind of a shock I I didn't I didn't expect anyone to reach out to me and surprisingly people did and those were the people that I kind of used as kind of for lack of a better term like handlebars kind of like as if I was falling I they would be there to help me kind of set me back on track and now that I got in touch with some old friends again that was that was great and you know I I got to do stuff again that I never really got to do in the relationship because I compromised a lot um I'm a very outdoorsy person I love to camp I love to go cycling um swimming all that and I couldn't do any of that because uh, she had really bad hay fever, which I somehow inherited. Um, yeah, I've I used to be able to go out fine, and now I can't go outside without popping a peritin. Um, but I I went camping again for the first time in like five years. Uh, I bought another bike, went cycling. I now do pizza delivery on a bike. It's just it's great. It's my weekly cardio. Um, <laughs> And uh, and I think three weeks after, um, because I had the bike and everything, and I was kind of you know staying by myself, even with lockdown restrictions, there was nothing. I live right next to a beach, so literally I went to the beach, put my feet in the water for the first time in four years, and I didn't want to leave, um, which was insane. And then I went swimming in the water for the first time in five years, and it was a real kind of like 
oh my god (laughs) yeah it was was almost euphoric so and yeah I, i can just really relate to that in that kind of that must have been a kind of kind of almost spiritual that kind of oh that rediscovery moment i'm guessing usually yeah usually the water where especially in march well april this time usually in april it's freezing it's gonna be cold i went in and it was so warm and it felt amazing actually now i think about it didn't we have a massive heat wave in yes last april yes we did yeah okay that's probably why (laughs) um um, but yeah, and not only that, I connected with friends again that I hadn't spoken to in mm. ages. Uh, one, one of the things, that, and I'm sorry, people are going to judge me, I did break lockdown rules at the very start, like first weekend, <gasps> is that um, I called, because um, I live in Edinburgh, but my dad lives up in Aberdeen. And um, I called him being like, hey, me me and my ex have broken up. Um, and he was like, oh, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing too good, you know. I don't really know what I'm doing right now. And he was like, well, how, what about you come up? You've never been up here before. Why don't you come up to Aberdeen? And at first I was like, no, nah, nah, nah. And then within an hour later, I had a bag packed in my car, gassed up. Mm-hmm. Got up to Aberdeen in two and a half hours. Like, and stayed up here for a week. And I was like, fuck, it was what I needed. Because yeah. I've 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 I have a friend from high school, who we it, it, we weren't like we were really good friends all the way through high school, but we always had this kind of mutual respect. We were always in the same classes, um, always kind of like in the same stuff. We were both music students, both were in school musicals. We actually co-starred each other as well, um, and it was always kind of that mutual respect kind of thing. And um, I met up with met up with her again. And we kind of chilled and caught up and stuff. And yeah, it was great. I didn't, it, it was weird though, because like for the first maybe six weeks, if even like speaking to another girl, I felt guilty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I had to remind myself, hey, you're single. <laughs> yeah. You can speak to women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can speak. Yeah, you can definitely speak to. I had that. And my, the decision for my marriage to end wasn't my decision originally so I kind of came through that and last year I did try to date a bit and every single time I went on a date I used to feel I used to feel like I was cheating <laughs> like yeah. thinking, what's that about um, yeah I, I like I was oh, because of it I well it, it was weird um I kind of what 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 I realized I needed to focus on myself after mm-hmm. because um one of the things that I couldn't really do, and again, this is it was it, it was weird because she my ex was Asian. Well, she was born in Scotland, but her, her family heritage was Asian. And, you know, different cultures, kind of different, you know. I tried to understand as much as I could and tried to fit with them as much as I could. Um but at the same time I never understood some of it. Like when when me and my ex met, I had shoulder-length threadlocks, um, and I listened to hardcore punk metal, like ska, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
did I look like I would maybe sell you a bag of weed? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I did have like a look about me. <laughs> side, side story, actually. We went to a con. Me and my ex went to a concert. We went to see Dead Mouse. And um, at the concert, I had my backpack on because I didn't like putting it in the cloakroom. And I had eight people come up to me and ask if I was selling. <laughs> that, that was, that's when I realized, I think I looked like a drug dealer. <laughs> um, um, drug dealer sheep. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drug dealer fashion summer 2021 <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so uh and through the relationship i just really kind of toned down because i really did love her and um i wanted to be with her and i'd do anything to be with her and one thing i really wanted was i wanted her family to accept me and she would say, oh, yeah, my mom doesn't want to talk to you because you've got dreadlocks. So I sat there for five days and picked my dreadlocks out. Mm. Um, and I had after that, I had hair down my waist. Um, and even then, it was like, oh, yeah, she spoke to me and stuff. And then she was like, yeah, but, you know, is it really profession- professional? Like she, my ex would say this, you know, what about in the future if I get a job? Um, and I cut my hair uh, really short. And funnily enough, the day I cut it short, I got invited to dinner. With her, with her parents which was weird um but again that's just different cultures and stuff i don't blame that on her or them you know just different cultures that's a, that's that's fine um but yeah i i cut my hair and i kept it short for the rest of the relationship and the day after no the day of lockdown i remember i saw all these people online shaving their heads and I thought, well, mine's just really short. Basically shaved what was left of it. Um, and have been growing it ever since. Mm-hmm. And, and in, about a, in a year and in a year and a bit, that yeah. you guys can't see this listening, but it's, it's getting it's, it's, it's like bobbed, bobbed at the minute. Hold on. Oh, I usually tie it back so it's kind of swept back growing. Now I hold off, take my headphones off, you'll see. But <laughs> it's like oh it's, yeah. It's a good it's it's a good it's a good length now um yes plan to continue growing it because that was one thing i did through my teens that i thought i'd never get rid of it's like i'm always gonna have long hair long hair is what i want and i feel like i am um, i feel like i just got my own little mini thirst trap um so i'm a tiktok fan <laughs> just got that nice little tussle sort of shake of that i was like oh, oh i really like love making this podcast got the something that i need <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> DMCA is coming for your podcast. <laughs> and, uh, you can see where the algorithm in TikTok is for me. She's a lonely woman nearing 40. She needs thirst traps. <laughs> I'm a I'm a dude. I need thirst traps. <laughs> especially 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 the Star Wars ones. There's some yeah. there's some female TikTokers that make some really, really Talent, talented Sith cosplays. That's that's what I'm talented. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. So, talk me a little bit through. So, it's the day before lockdown, and again, that's something I can relate to. My ex-husband formally moved out of our house a week before lockdown, and man, was yeah. I relieved because we had we agreed that we were sort of ending things and we'd live together for six months. So, I think lockdown. I don't know that everybody would have left the house. <laughs> by the end of it so for me it was massive relief how did you feel about going into such a um, a strange situation 
just coming out of a breakup. I know you had your week up in Aberdeen. So how did you feel about coming back to normal life, but not normal life? It was hard. It was. Um, I'm a bit, I'm an extrovert. Um, it's weird. I'm a bit of a mix of both. I like my own space and I like to be left alone sometimes, but mm. for the most part, I'm an extrovert and any hard times I've ever had in my life, I've always had friends and I've always spent time with them and uh, not having them with me was really hard. Uh, there was multiple times that I felt alone um, and that this was my life from now on. Um, and all I really had was my friends on the internet and half of them had buggered off. Um, not only that, I was a part of a, a network of Twitch streamers um, that I had a lot of influence in. Um, I was kind of like their creative guy. And uh, a couple months after the breakup, I found out I'd been kicked. Um, and it's because of some things that she said and some other things that have been twisted way out of uh, context that I found out that a friend that I thought I trusted actually betrayed me and done that uh, and had shared stuff that was really, really out of context um, about that and I found out I was kicked um, but um, it wasn't like I burned bridges with them I understood that the, the main guy who owned the the sorry, it was a burp. Uh, who owned the the network? Um, he's really like one of my closest friends. Still is one of my closest friends. Um, he, we talked and we called for about four hours, and we you know we spoke and everything. And I was like, look, I want you to know that this doesn't affect our friendship. I under like personally. I know this isn't you doing this, um, and I never once, you know, thought bad of him, and we, you know, he's still one of my closest friends, and even with without the network, um, but yeah, it it was it was weird. I kind of had my my blanket, my safety blanket, kind of stripped from me, and I kind of had to go make all new friends, um, but that's I I kind of picked up my own streaming again as well and kind of made my own friends through my discord and then meeting people um through twitch and of course the coaching for geeks people um and kind of realized you know that i still had friends um and people that would have been there for me if i asked them to be um so that was a big support um and uh, not only that, um, for some reason, one of my coping mechanisms was going on Omegle and just talking to random strangers about different shit. Because if it did Meagle? come up... What's that? Yeah. You, on, you've never heard of Omegle? Oh, I'm old. You have to, you have to explain everything to me. <laughs> right. Omegle, Omegle.com is a website that you go on and you put your webcam on, you put your microphone on, and it basically connects you with a random stranger. Oh, now that sounds a lot like what was the other one <laughs> where it was just basically Which, PP picks? Chat roulette. Yeah. <laughs> it basically also it basically is it basically is the same thing. I, I do I have seen way too many penises <laughs> from my time. Um, but kind of skipping 
you know, <laughs> you meet some great people. I've I've mm. got a great friend. I've got a couple of great friends in America now that I met on Omegle and some friends in Scotland as well that I've met on Omegle. Um, and we, you know, it's just a friendship. Um, I was actually going to go visit one of my friends in America um, in May, um, but we booked this way back, like September 2020, because we kind of all thought by by mm-hmm. May this would have calmed down. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> um, we we were wrong. Um, but yeah, um, there, there there have been some people that have been a really really good support network for me. Uh, as much as I've hated this year, college has been a mm. a real kind of support for me as well, giving me something to do. Um, because that that was that was kind of one of the the main kind of stepping stones after the breakup that I realized that I was going to be okay. Um, was when I got the email saying that I had passed my first year of college, and I was now in my second year. And it was like, hey, you know what? That's a, a life goes on kind of moment. And at that time, I'd been struggling a lot with self worth. So having that, because like I look at the college course now, and there's like eight of us left, and there were sixty of us at the start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was that kind of like a worthiness kind of moment. So yeah, there was a kind of a lot of kind of support that was given to me and also what I found and of, of course my therapy as well um really kind of drilling in the like working on myself and all that yeah and anyone that everybody knows that listens to this podcast I am the biggest advocate of therapy I think everybody should have therapy at least once in their life if not in intervals across yeah. their life regardless of what's going on but particularly after a breakup so important I think to just sort of lay it out on the table and what I liked was not just a neutral person in there but also a qualified neutral person that can kind of help go maybe go off in that direction maybe just tap away at that and it was yeah I loved it I think I had about 12 weeks um last year and I put a lot of my recovery was because of that therapy so I love hearing other people I I still do therapy awesome yeah I'm, I'm still I'm still in it um it's a group that I'm a part of and we all speak to each other and I've got like kind of lifelong support from from my therapist Liz um but yeah it, it was it was really interesting going through therapy as well inner child work kicked my ass uh-huh. um wow that was that was an eye-opener um it was really weird like my my therapist really, I've got this um so do you know how like if some people if some people describe something to you, um, you can picture it in your head. Um, mine's is really really hyperactive, right? To the point of like it doesn't help that my, well, I'm going to say I'm not going to say I've got it by being assessed for ADHD, right? Um, is um really pushes on that, um, and basically people daydream now and then. But because my my base of my imagery, then I I call it cinema of the mind, um, constantly goes. Um, my brain will just interrupt itself, and all that. Like there's there's been times where I've been in, like, 
serious like lectures and all I can hear in my head is can you feel my heart by bring me the horizon mm-hmm. like <laughs> like it's it's all and it's like I don't even mean it but that, that's what happens um but because of that any anytime someone talks to me I see it in my head as images and kind of like mini movie scripts um which again it helps a lot since I'm a film student yeah. <laughs> um but uh going going throughout my my lecture kind of like got that straight away my lecture my therapist got that straight away and um she was like right and she basically told me to write down what I'm seeing and what I saw was me trapped in this kind of fort and no matter how hard I tried to break the walls down I couldn't and inside the fort with me was a dragon and the dragon was angry and frustrated and just wired out and I said to her like for the past like five years I've not been able to make a single dent in this wall I can't escape anything and afterwards it was for for putting in a simple it was like she went you know there's a back door right and opened the back door uh-huh. like <laughs> it was it was insane um and through therapy just really kind of understanding how my brain worked and what was real and what wasn't because one of the one of the big things I learned in therapy was your brain can't lie to itself so all the negative things you hear about yourself are completely untrue because your brain physically cannot lie to itself Mm -hmm. um it's the behaviors and what we're taught that makes us believe it so it's about re kind of relearning those behaviors and that was kind of like the main eye-opener for me in relearning those behaviours. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was, that was kind of a, a thing with that. Yeah, and it's what I normally get people to do as well, but I feel like you've got an A star for how you've sort of coped with this and your story's a lot more recent in terms of where we are now compared to when your story took place. Mm-hmm. Normally I get people to say, if you could go back and, and give past Reese some advice... What piece of advice would you give him? Um, literally keep going. Mm. There's there's nothing else I could really do but to keep going. Um, as much as my mental health told me that this was it and this was the end, and F is that like, just just keep going. Yeah, I love that. And, show up, show up every day. That tends to be my yeah. thing. Just show up every day. Yeah, like, like that was kind of like what I ended up started doing. I, I didn't really care what kind of effort I put in in the morning. It was like, hey, you're doing the day. And trying not to dwell on the future was the main thing of, like, my, my therapist is very to the point. Um, it was, uh, so it was, she was like, do you know what the weather's going to be like tomorrow? And I was like, no, do you care? particularly excellent um she was like sure you can plan for the future but you don't know what's going to come up in the future you don't know what's going to happen what you need to work on is being completely okay with that yeah and yeah and yeah i like i'm still like life's going okay now i'm 
I'm going back to a job that I had a few years ago, which I loved. Um, I'm now in a much more loving relationship. Um, and yeah, I've, I've got my diploma now. I'm heading to university in September. It's kind of interesting. It is, it was, it's really interesting that I'm speaking about this now because I remember back in 2019, um, I was originally supposed to go to university and do join in the first year. I was supposed to go to Inverness, but because of just issues that happened with like accommodation and stuff, and I never ended up going. Um, so I made a video <laughs> on like this kind of like little YouTube channel I had. I wasn't posting anything. It was basically more just for me. Um, and I said in that video, uh, so today is like something of August 2019. I'll come back in 2021 and see where I'm at. I can't wait to make that video just to look at it and go, oh boy. Do you need I'll, to go back in time and get in the comments and go, right, kid, just brace yourself. <laughs> I want you to buy stocks in AstraZeneca and Pfizer. <laughs> and Zoom. Trust, trust me. And Z- AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Zoom, um, Z- Zumba. <laughs> Anything you can, anything you can do. E-scooters, buy stocks and e-scooters. <laughs> yeah, God, if I'd done that, oh my God, buy Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the other thing you get to do is, I have a playlist. It's called "You've Got This," um, and I invite every guest yeah. to nominate a song. Um, I t- tend to sort of kind of go you know, something that would either be, that's the moment I knew it was going to be all right, or it sums up that breakup. And near enough, every guest has gone, yeah, I've chosen one. It doesn't fit that M. So you can have a song <laughs> on the playlist. So what song would you like to put on the playlist? Uh, I'm, I'm just double checking to make sure this it's definitely what it's called. Um, <laughs> uh, so it, I'm, I'm guessing most of the songs on this playlist are kind of like indie kind of stuff. Yeah, mainly, mainly. Okay. I'm about to throw that out the fucking window. <laughs> if it's post, if it's after 1995, you're going to have to explain it to me because if it's after different <laughs> class by Pulp, <laughs> no idea um, this side. This song came out 2013, Ooh, I believe. Okay. Um, basically, I, like I said, I grew up in the hardcore punk scene in edinburgh so i grew up on a lot of hardcore bands so bands like minor threat Hatebreed, terror um going into you know kind of um, i kind of dabbled in like dead kennedys and all that but i was i was more into kind of the newer stuff that's coming out and one of my favorite bands is a band called stick to your guns okay and one of their title songs off um one of their albums is called it starts with me and the song is about making a change in the world um, and where to start and it starts with me. Um, so that was kind of one of the things I go to of uh, if I want something to change, it starts with me. Um, and because, you know, I obviously went and done the work on myself and changed my myself to something I was happy with, you know, 
That's perfect. It's perfect in terms of its theme. Um, <laughs> when we say heavy, it's going to be like, rah, 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 that kind no, of heavy. It's, it? <laughs> it's, 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 uh, this song's a lot more kind of crowd orientated. Right. Um, it, it's kind of more like, you know, like kind of like a starter song. Right. Um, with them, that, that whole album um, is just amazing. Songs like Nobody, uh, Revolutionary, Me- Revolutionary Metal Antidote, um, uh, uh, Nothing You Can Do To Me, like, there's that, that, that song, that album is basically a hype album of like hyping yourself up and even though some of the songs are about completely different things, um, uh, like I found out the nothing you can do to me on that album. Uh, I thought that was about you know persevering and being is it unfuckwithable. Um, like like you you can't touch me. Um, it's actually about um, dogs. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, and it's about um, no matter how much shit humans put dogs through, there'll always be someone willing to love a dog. Oh. And I was like, I was like, oh, it still means something, but with I'm a dog. Well, I shall definitely the, the song definitely gets to go on, and we're going to go on a little voyage of discovery. I have a very closed mindset when it comes to music, but that's one of the things I love about the playlist and people adding to it is I'm learning so much new stuff. So I'm in, I'm going to look forward to to looking at that. Hmm. Um, Reese, we also give people opportunity to talk about their own projects, their own work. So this is now your space, my friend. What would you like to talk about? What projects have you got going on? Yeah, so some projects going on. I've got my own Twitch channel, uh, which is twitch.tv forward slash Dungeon Master Viper. Um, uh, that also links to another uh, channel called Lines Table, where I'm a Dungeon Master for a weekly D&D campaign. Um, other things I've got coming up as well. I'm a filmmaker, so I occasionally post about uh, films I'm making. And yeah, um, I've got a film or two lined up to be made over summer. Hopefully, they'll be done by September. Um, well, so I'm available for, for I'm available for, I'm available for voiceover work. <laughs> needed it don't know why you need it if you've got like live actors and things but i don't know you might not like documentaries i do make a lot of documentaries um because there are some really interesting stuff that being documented like you don't think it'd be interesting until you make it and you're like Mm -hmm. why am i like if, if you ever want to realize just how interesting some things are go on youtube not youtube um netflix and watch uh, medieval castles. Right. Literally, it's about castles architecture. And I binged it all in one night. Because I was like, tell me more. <laughs> t- 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 tell me why Ember Castle has 126 cannons. Well, like, <laughs> did the episodes end on cliffhangers? Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> no, I, I need to know how they made the stone masonry. <laughs> 
they say that though like one of my favorite games i ever used to play on pc was stronghold which was just about having a castle and then building up like um like farms and things like that love that game genuinely one of my favorite games right now is dyson sphere program right where you are a robot who lands on a planet strips it of his natural resources and builds a dyson sphere <laughs> And literally that's it. And literally I'll spend hours going, oh, I've, how do I make red blocks? Okay, I need this. Okay, so I'm going to send a, a conveyor belt to there to make that. And then that's going to send a conveyor belt to there. I need to go off world to go get this material and bring it back. It's going to take fucking forever. Just... <laughs> oh, that looks when like I, when I... So go ahead. When I un- in- unlocked interplanetary logistics systems, oh. I lost it. So, like, I don't have to go to different planets anymore. <laughs> they do it for me. Oh, so like any like any open world game when you start unlocking quick travel and you're just like, I'm yeah. the dog's nuts now because I don't have to go for like three Nobody hours across can the touch map. I miss gaming. I don't game enough anymore. So this is like inspiring me. It's reminded me of a game called Don't Starve, which I was I've, obsessed I've, I've with. I've heard of it. I never played. I never played it, but I've I've seen gameplay. I think Jack said I'm not playing through of it, and I watched it ages ago. Yeah, it's uh, um, ridiculously I just difficult. Series, I just bought a Series X as well. <gasps> so, Jealous. and I get basically two years of Game Pass for that. Nice. So I've just got a lot of games to play. <laughs> and what, do, what game do I play? The one I've played eight times already. <laughs> I'm waiting for Final Fantasy VII. I feel like I've gone down a gaming path, but I, I, I'm waiting for Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, that's, that's what I'm waiting for. Then I'm getting I've, um, I've, I've, I've been playing that. Um, it's weird because it's, it's my first ever Final Fantasy experience. I was I never touched it as a kid and I'm playing it for the first time right now and all I'm saying if 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 there's anybody listening to this podcast who looks like Tifa <laughs> just, just give me a call okay just give me a call <laughs> she can kick ass as well Tifa she's she's tough tough cookie mm. so that... yeah <laughs> like, you need it's, to go it's, it's... There we go. I couldn't, I couldn't give two. Sh- I couldn't give two shits about Aerith. Oh, okay. poo you! <laughs> oh, it was going t- so t- well. T- Tifa's. Um, it wasn't even that. It was, um, it was also when I saw Sung. Uh-huh. It was. Is it Kevin Sung? Literally, I was like, like, have, have you seen that that gif from Saturday Night Live? It's well, mark me down as scared and horny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I saw that and I was like, excuse me, you step out of a K-pop group looking at <laughs> Right, I could talk, I mean, if we, we don't want to get me onto Final Fantasy VII because I'll start talking about weird theories I've got and stuff like that. But uh, Reese, is there anything else that I can chat to you about in terms of project space? Um, I mentioned my films, I mentioned my Twitch. Um... That's, that's that's kind of it for the moment. Um, not not doing major things out with that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I go camping now and then. 
<laughs> but it's it's just it's just you know I like to go camping. <laughs> no, it's lovely. Right. So then, thank you so much for sharing that story. It's such um such an interesting story, and I really love how much responsibility you just kind you just kind of like I got to own this. I need to move forwards, and the amount of work that you have done. Weird way that kind of quieter year might have helped a little bit we don't know we don't know what what way it would have gone if the world was a normal world last year but thank you so much for sharing that and um, the only thing that's left for me to do is I now formally welcome you into my crazy ex club welcome Ooh, I'm a crazy ex <laughs> this is this can I put that on my cv yeah sure oh. I'll endorse that no problem nice. <laughs> nice. other skills member of the crazy x club i'm gonna get i'm gonna get cards printed at some point so um yes expect that in the post. we need cards and we need like vinyl badges yeah it's honestly it's on it's on my radar so uh, watch this space but reese thanks so much for your time today no problem hey guys how did you find that bet you didn't think i'd be saying thirst trap because neither did I actually <laughs> that matter I did not go into that planning to say the word thirst trap um yeah so many many things learned um which is what I hoped talking to a youth uh, so it was such a great um, pleasure to talk to Reese, learn about new things and as I said at the start of the episode such a mature attitude um for someone like as young as he is so um, it was great uh thanks again um for joining me reese um so what do i need to tell you about guys the things i always have to tell you about um just in case you've um, joined us at this episode so if you like this and you like the kind of content that i put out there you might want to find the facebook page because that's the place to go and get all details about episodes you know first on that Facebook page, the Crazy X Club, um, when episodes go up. If I've had ideas, I put a little post up there about brainwaves, I've had to definitely join that. That is also the main way to get in touch with the show. So if you've got a story you want to share, if you want to come on the show, use that, use that message me button on there um, and we can have a chat about what you might want to talk about. If you want to feature your story on the show without being on the show or you want to remain anonymous, another way to do it, use that message me feature and you can send your story over and I'll read it out. A little bit like, I think it was Simon Bates who used to do it and these, and we could play sad music in the background or something like that or I could, I could not do that and we'll uh, just read your stories out and I might have some reflections and some insights. Um, the other thing that I'm toying with is the idea of doing an episode where you guys just send me questions in um, and, and I'll answer them and I'll answer them as honestly as I can. I still have to maintain the rules that I've kind of got. I don't get involved in any discussions um, about people who aren't here to defend themselves, that kind of he said, she said type of stuff. But I try to be as open and honest about as much as I can as possible. Um, so you can send me questions as well by that. If you want a private space to talk about some issues that you're going through, I've also got a Facebook group. It's private. So you can come in there and you can chat to us about stuff that you might be going through, stuff you might need support. You might just want a safe space to vent. Um, and we've all been there. And um, I think nearly everybody in the groups used the space just for that to kind of go, oh my God, guys, I'm just going through this and I needed to talk to someone and I don't want to put it on my Facebook, on my public Facebook. So we're there for that as well and that's about it um 
nearly nearly at the end guys this season's flown by and i've learned so so much and as you know i've said it a few times i really love these interview formats i'm really enjoying doing this so we will continue um maybe some updates and some new stuff coming in the next few weeks there's a lot of stuff i'm doing in my evenings to sort of really sort of lift this a little bit so i might have some interesting news um when i wrap things up next week who knows might not might have to do a bonus episode we just don't know but anyway guys wherever you are whatever you're doing have an awesome time and i'll speak to you soon Ta-da!